Staten Island things started boiling over last night. Hold the law! Hold the law! A standoff anti-vaccine mandate protesters against sanitation department trucks. Showing this large group against the city's vaccine mandate, blocking garbage trucks from entering the hub. And if that wasn't working, lone protesters making sure they got the job done. You know what they did? They got me to be here instead of work, organizing every one of you. The timeline has ended, and we're here to tell you that Matt's Public House is officially open and we will not close. In New York's 11th Congressional District, Nicole Malitakis has a primary challenger, and he's joining us. John Matlin, thanks for joining us. This is the Patriot Panel. Welcome to Sons and Daughters of Liberty Radio podcast. Today is another Patriot panel. We have Angel with us, uh, coming from somewhere in the United States of America, as far as I know. Uh, and what we did was we opened this up. There has been a lot of debate since the Tiffany Dover episode, which was the last one I posted. And the biggest thing that I like to do is have conversation because without conversation, well, we just run into a rut of narrative regardless. And I hate narratives. I hate just just taking what is out there and accepting it. So, Angel, thank you for being brave and welcome to the show. Yeah, thanks for having me. So I've I've put this out to people all over the Internet, leftists, uh, rightists, anybody that wants to have a discussion on any of their viewpoints. Uh, I'm big on dialogue, and I think that's what's wrong with the whole entire system as it is. Everybody has been, as as Tom McDonald would say, we're all uh, situationally designed to hate one another. And I find that a lot of times regular conversation helps a lot. And that's why I had that conversation with Tiffany. Up until she reappeared, if you asked me before that whole entire part where she said, I'm going to be on NBC, and I was like, girl's dead like there was no no doubt in my mind because it made no sense as to why she'd go radio silent however seeing that yes i saw the glitch that's why i asked about the glitch but i understand tiktok you can make very quick things i don't really use tiktok because i don't want china following my every move um <laughs> but i i i wanted to hear her out and and now I'm going to hear you out because i've had a lot of people you know say i'm part of some sort of conspiracy that big pharma is paying me. And I, I would say, if anything, big pharma is going to find somebody to hellfire drone me off the face of earth if they could. Um, so I want to hear your take. I want to hear what your questions are about that. And let's have that discussion. And then we're going to talk about what happened with the FDA and shots. And you're willing to stay on for that. Uh, you mm -hmm. could be my guest because this is a fun one. But let, let's start. What is your feeling about the Tiffany Dover situation? Yeah. So first off, I just want to start by saying like, I'm not some like crazy Tiffany Dover fanatic conspiracy theorist. I haven't been like following her story every day for the last couple years, but, um, you know, the narrative that started with COVID and the vaccines kind of piqued my interest at the time. And so when I saw her video, um, that day that she fainted, something just didn't feel right in my spirit, like just didn't feel right. Something was off. And so I, out of curiosity, found her Instagram and started following her from day one, just out of curiosity to see if she would come back and be like, I'm okay. I just fainted. Um, we've seen the videos of her the same day saying like, I'm okay. Um, I faint a lot. Um, but 
you know, throughout the last couple of years with more and more stuff coming out, um, every once in a while, her Instagram would pop up. Um, you know, she posted a picture of her skiing, which right away when I saw that, I felt this is wrong too. Like you have all of America wondering if you're alive and then you post some cryptic picture of you like with a mask on, not a medical mask, but ski mask. I mean, we, I don't know for all I, for all I know, it could be Gwyneth Paltrow. We don't know who's under there. Reminds me of DeMar Hamlin at like the Super Bowl where he was like, in a mask uh, hood like like there wasn't basically there you couldn't see anything and it's like come on if if you're going to show up to this event that specific event wouldn't you think if you're going to even say he's there that you wouldn't be wearing a, a fucking hazmat suit like i'm sorry if I, I, you're allowed to curse yeah. in this program by the way uh yeah. so like i i was like you gotta be kidding me with this bs then like certain angles tattoos look like they were not there so there I was know. some I was calling that out on my on my other show that I was on at that time, and I'm like, something, something's not kosher in in this in this kitchen. That was my take. And now now he's out playing football already this week. He's back at voluntary practice, not even like not even the 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 mandatory ones. So um, weird, yeah, very I know. weird. Right, and I. You know, I have my master's degree and in school, we learned a lot about psychological warfare. Okay. It always piqued my interest. I don't know if you know anything about like the Stanford prison experiment, the monster study, the bystander effect. I learned before all of this happened that humans are very easy to manipulate. We are. I mean, they had willing participants pretend to be um, criminals and go into a prison system, they could leave at any time. And the experiment, they ended up becoming prisoners. They didn't leave. And they started having like, you know, all these things. Um, I just feel like, okay, you know, I heard your guys's interview and there, there's just a few things that still aren't adding up. Okay. Now this one you might think is silly because you're a male, I'm a female, but my best friend owns a hair salon. I know I hate to get on this one. Go, go for but, it. But, you know, I've been seeing her for years. Every time I go in, my best friend knows my part is on one side of my head. It just is. Sometimes she'll laugh at me because I'll be like, maybe we should play around and do a new part. Or, and she'll just laugh because she knows. Like most women, our parts are very important. It's how our hair lays. Um, for us to switch up our part on national TV, because if you look at the video of her fainting, she has a side part. Her hair is very thin. She has a little cowlick right here. Um, you know, she knew she was going on national TV to take the shot. Um, and then the next video of her is her standing there, right, right, with a sign. Her part is in the middle of her head. Her hair is fuller. It's like thicker. Um, and one thing I found very odd is she said, oh, yeah, people are bringing up the part. But, you know, I had a friend that came to the, she said that a friend came, OK, to the hospital is what she insinuated and did her hair because she knew she was going to be back on TV. I mean, I'm a business owner. I've run businesses. I would never have my best friend come to my office and do my hair in my office, like let alone a hospital, a medical facility. You think they're going to let hairdressers come in and do her hair for a photo op? 
that that is interesting. So she said that I, I, I you know, I if that was on my interview, it passed over. I think that was on the NBC interview, correct? Yeah, you know, to be honest, since um um me and you have just reached out quickly on Instagram, I listened to that other podcast, so I could be mixing the two. Um, but yeah, I was taking notes because I'm like, wait, that doesn't make sense, you know. Well, for for me, and again, I I don't have long hair, and I'm not a woman. Uh, <laughs> at least I don't identify as one today. Um, so the way that the hair can be parted if you have long hair, it seems like her hair is pulled all the way back. So I mean, I think that you could technically pull the hair as long as it grows in a certain way. I I mean, I don't know. I'm not a hairstylist. Uh, so I get that there's certain pictures that look slightly different, and I understand that I used to do photography all the time. So I only okay. got into this political field uh, and everything after they took away my right to work in New York. That's when I, I, I guess the shit hit the wall and I went ape shit crazy on this. So when I did photos, there's a thing called uh, like lens flares, which, which, which changed the lighting. But there's also, I, I don't know what the technical term is, but if you're toward the end of like a wide angle lens or something, it, there's a distortion. I could make myself look extremely wide. My facial, facial shape can change. So in some of those photos, there's a chance that some of that's at work because if you, depending on where you sh you're standing in the, in the field of the image, like if I'm uh, now the, the viewers can't see this, but I'm in the center of my webcam thing. If I moved here, my face would start to get wider depending on your angle. So like if you're using a, a 16 millimeter SLR, you would have on this side, you're, you'd get really wide. It's a very strange aspect because a wide angle lens flares you out. Options of things that could have happened. Mm -hmm. other, other things that, that come to mind, she looks like now she looks a different, different uh, maybe weight. Yeah. Maybe weight could have, Things like Botox. I, I used to have a co-host that told me that she looks so different. And this is, has nothing to do with the Tiffany Dover situation. She's talking about herself. She uh -huh. said she looked so different two years ago because of whatever procedures she decided to have. And she's uh -huh. like, and I don't even get facial. She's like, I'm talking lip fillers and Botox. And she's like, I look different, completely different than I used to. And I don't remember what our topic of conversation was at that time. But there's things that do play into, into looks. So for me, I did look, I look at what she looks like now and I'm like, it's very close in certain aspects. I get that the part might be different, but I don't know what you could do with parts. I, I mean, I know my hair over here, if I cut here, this is kind of where like I have a hairline and then in the middle, if I grow my hair, I could push it down that way, but it's not my actual, my actual hairline. So I, I don't know. I don't know. But no, what, yeah. I, what I do know is this angel. I asked, and this is what I said on my episode where there's logically, and I mean, for lack of better words, I didn't say it like this exactly to Tiffany because it, it's insulting in a way to say this, but I come from like, I don't think anybody's unique. I don't think I'm special. I don't think anyone's special. We're all good people in our own way. And right now in 2023, if Tiffany Dover was alive or dead, it changes absolutely nothing. There's no shot in hell I'm ever getting that, that, devil awful sh deadly shot in a million right. years and 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 i again if it's not tiffany and i've been had nothing has changed anyway either so for me it's like i saw the write-up from work and i've worked for the healthcare systems and i understand that they want control over everything 
they think that their healthcare system is basically holier than God and mm-hmm. you're not allowed to speak. They have their policies and then to see the write-up and it's, it's kind of exactly what I experienced in my own way. So I very much identify with understanding that you can't have a different narrative. You can't have an opinion. It's do as you're told inside of those places. And it, I don't think it's just healthcare. I think that's everywhere now. Right. I mean, okay. And I did look for the write-up. Obviously, that hasn't been made public. You've got access to it. Um, with that being said, I mean, there have been interviews with the hospital that they've denied making her sign an NDA or saying they're not aware of that. Um, I mean, I just believe, well, okay. Can you say beyond a shadow of a doubt that you spoke to the Tiffany Dover that fainted on TV that day beyond a shadow of a doubt? I actually said in my interview that I would never be able to say that because I don't know her. And again, I talked to you trying to get this Zoom to work more than I talked to <laughs> Tiffany. Like when we when we got on the meeting, I was like, hey, thanks for joining. And she said, yeah. And then like as I was getting ready to record, like conversation started. I said, you know what? Let's not even do that because we're going to miss something and it's going right. to be more established. And I don't want to go into this established. I've, I, I sometimes leave my meetings open so people from like Twitter can come in and debate me. And then every now and then I'll get an Antifa troll that comes in and starts playing some porn or, or something to try to like ruin the episode or, or get me kicked off because of terms of service because they think I'm streaming live, but I don't stream live. So this is my big thing was I, I, I can't say that without beyond a shadow of a doubt because I don't have access, I guess, to her DNA before and I can't DNA test her now. I can only go with, she looks very similar to me personally. Uh-huh. Uh, the accent seems pretty, pretty straight up uh, similar. So it, there is so much to pull this off, to have a fake Tiffany Dover, which will accomplish absolutely nothing, in, in, at least in my opinion. How do you get the family on board with that? How do you get coworkers with that? She has a picture with the the girl that the girl Amber that everybody thought was her like she I mean yeah. could it be photoshopped of course but then where's Amber did like did the government come in and kill everyone that worked at that hospital I've had messages with other people <laughs> that work there uh, I believe the guy was an X-ray tech in 2021 I reached out and said listen I'm getting nowhere I'm sure everybody's getting nowhere to know if this girl's still alive I want to give her a platform and that's back in 2021 right when I got fired. I said, Mm -hmm. I wanted to jump on an Instagram live and just be like, hey, I'm alive. Like that would clear up a lot of a lot of questions. And back then, back then, Angel, back then, that would have actually accomplished something for pharma. That would have accomplished something for people that were on the fence. And the reason I had asked, I really hope the girl was alive. But at the same point, I wanted her to come out and say, like, I regret taking the shot. Because I, right. I would assume that's what would occur. Because to me, getting a vasovagal reaction 17 minutes later is really weird. It's usually you see blood, you're out for the count. You have the, So I looked up information. Yeah. I mentioned that. So and people go, oh, he's like people, I would assume, because nobody actually said this, said I referenced NIH documents. Uh-huh. Yeah. The NIH, there's so much shit that's, that exists that make the case for not taking that shot, it's all plausible deniability. 
everything that we know you can find, they say it out in the open because when the court cases roll out or when there's people saying there's crimes against humanity, they say, no, no, we made everything public and you signed for it and said you were informed because we told you to say you're informed. Tiffany said it. She said they had their information. Now, granted, as the person who did the interview, my Mm -hmm. angle on that interview was not to have a debate about if the vaccine is safe to have, because clearly she took it. She said maybe one day she may get a booster. Mm-hmm. I wasn't going to argue with her. Like you do you, you, you feel like this is what you want. And, and that's how I, I put my information and my feeling out for everybody. And if you want to go get that shot, by all means, go get it. But know that you're going to have a really good chance of just standing up one day and fucking spontaneously combusting. I mean, yes, I agree with you. But to go back to that, because you guys said, like, what would be the point of all this? Okay. And to go back to her fainting, she even says in her interview, oh, yeah, this is a common problem. I fainted six times and within the last six weeks. Okay. I wish I wish I would have remembered that's what she said, because I would have asked, like, Again, there's questions that I missed. There, I, I, I didn't want to run it for two hours. There's things, okay. yeah. but, but, but yes, a hundred percent. I want to know why you're passing out six times in the past week. Is it literally like, do you just walk around on, on, on the telly and just fall on the floor? I, I do have those questions. Or was she exaggerating? Maybe she means like I've, I pass out. I exaggerate. It's fun. It, it, it makes for good comedy. But in that, in that case, it was very weird. Very strange. I agree. Yeah. Or was she covering up? Were they saying, oh my gosh, we're in panic mode. This shouldn't have happened. You need to say that this is a problem of yours. This has been going on for a while. You have it all the time, which that's what makes people like me say this doesn't add up because she says she was like a charge nurse, right? She's a head nurse. She was like advocating for her nurses. She was like, sign me up. I'll get the shot in front of everybody. Now, who in their right mind, who has fainted six times within the last six weeks, who, by the way, usually those people that faint from that, it's because of the blood. It's because of like a physical reaction. She says for her, it's because of pain. How many, she's, she's literally said this multiple times. For me, it's pain when I stub a toe, she says, you're telling me for six weeks straight this girl did something painful to make her faint. I mean, when was the last time you stubbed your toe? Oh, I, I do that often. I don't faint. <laughs> but I don't, do you do it weekly? I don't. I don't faint though. I, I curse and uh, and I and I get very yeah. angry. But I, I become like uh, what's his name? The guy from Family Guy, Peter. Peter Griffin. <laughs> That's where I become. But yes, so you make you make excellent points. So was yeah to me that's a cover up. Yeah, what is she covering up? Because they want to just put a healthy. I think they thought assumed it was a healthy person. You're going to go out there be the spokesperson, and then you guys said, "Well, what is the whole point of this?" Well, can you tell me how much do you know, just off the top of your head, how much Pfizer has made off of the COVID COVID nineteen vaccine? You think it's a hundred and three billion a year? Yeah. And, and I, so when I know you my shit. Say, yeah, <laughs> you know, so with that, that's just Pfizer alone. I mean, of course, Pfizer or whoever, you know, whoever they are. And this is why I probably wrote on your post, like, are you serious? Because you have been a part of the narrative too, right? You even put in your podcast, like an, um, a reporter who was trying to like bait you. 
Like, who'd you vote for? They have a narrative and oh, they, they have do. that they push. And I don't know who they are. I don't know who they are. And that doesn't matter. But they That's, have a narrative. They, I can define they for you. I do it often. People, Some people refer to them as the deep state, but that's the local entity. They are the people that have a lot of money in this world. And they have the narrative that they want a new world order. They want a one world government. They want full control. They want depopulation. They want to control all sources of food. Right now, they are giving mRNA to food, which if you want to mark my words, in the next five years, there's going to be a problem with our food supply so we're going to have to move over to the things like insects because they've said it already mm -hmm. they they being the world economic forum and then from there even further they want us to eat their lab grown meat that they're putting together right now that bill gates has his hands on as well they want yeah. us off all meat i'm sure they'll have the good steak and not have the ones we have and they are growing lab-grown salmon. They're printing 3D meat steak that they grow. That's what they want. They want full control, full power. They want credit scores. And they think that they're going to stop me, but they're going to explode me. And that's the only way. And then I'll be a martyr for the cause. Just after they blow me up and rip me apart, please do fight in my honor. I am I, 100% with you on all of that. And okay, so yeah, without me getting too into all of that stuff, because when you dive into that stuff, people just say, oh, there's another one. She's off her, she's off of it. She's diving into the rabbit holes. I'm just trying to think, because you said on your podcast, you go, I'm hitting this with the logical stance. But logically, to me, none of this makes sense. You know, you mentioned deep fake. Have you ever seen the actual deep fake, the Tom Cruise? Videos. I, so this is the thing I have. I've seen a lot. I've there's actually this group, uh, this guy that does deep fakes, and a, there's a guy that does an Arnold voiceover. I think John Goodet and somebody else on Instagram, and. Yeah. It's fantastic because every time I go on Instagram, they're pumping these out like three a day and it's like an old movie scene, but Arnold Schwarzenegger's in it and he's like playing the water boy. And it, it I don't know if you've come across these. They're no. Try to because they're the best things on the internet. They've won my life over. And yeah, I know what it is and I know how good it could be. The only issue is live on Zoom, to answer all of my questions when I say show your hands and and she did it nice and slow because I really wanted to make sure everyone saw because I know AI in real time would have like octopus fingers. They, they can't. Did you ever notice that about AI? They can't get fingers right. You could Google that. The I'm going to look that up. I'll look that up. Yeah. But one, to your point, though, imagine, okay, you and I, we can get our hands on like the apps, the syllabi, Descript. Um, all of those things, me and you, I mean, I am not a computer science person. I don't know anything about coding, but after we hang up, I could literally go on these websites. I can put in a video of me. I can put a picture of me. I can also record my voice. And just like that, in a matter of minutes, I could have an AI generated person that looks just like me speaking, doing a video, pointing, doing whatever. I agree. Now imagine though, what we if we had access to a hundred billion dollars or a, just a little tiny bit of that okay the they whoever they are if we had access to that what do you think that they can do now i'm i'm not saying your interview with her was like a computer generated 
interview. I got to be honest, if it was, I'd be super impressed that they can do it in real time like that over Zoom and it could respond to my ask. But you know what? You're right. With all that money, could it? So without a shadow of a doubt, could I say that? No, I, I couldn't. So in theory, right. I, and I said, I said that my interview with her probably won't answer everybody's question. And some people are going to have to live their life thinking she's dead. Some people are going to live their life thinking she's alive. Some people are going to be indifferent. And at the end, my question, this is where that logic comes in. What good did it do for the narrative? So one nurse, so imagine she's dead and there's okay. one, and there's one nurse all of a sudden we're like the one that we've all talked about shows up again. Does anybody go and get the shot? Does anything change? Half the people that think she's dead will never even know she came out and interviewed or was alive. Maybe 80%. So I don't know what good it truly does because out of one nurse coming back from the dead, if that's the case, there's still tons of people that have died taking the shot. I've gone to funerals of people I, I've worked with that have, that just suddenly died around my right. age. Like I know. five or, or six people that week. I, I hear you. Or if, you know, they say that there's a new pandemic that's going to happen, a new virus, wouldn't it make sense for these people to say, we need to bring her back to show that she did not die, that she's still alive. And also on your interview, I just found it. I mean, I'm sure you hear this a lot with people who take vaccines. Oh, I'm glad I took it. Otherwise, I'm letting... I'd be dead. I'm going to just interrupt for one second. I'm going to message her right now and okay. see if she's available to come on. I, okay. Why not? Why yeah, not? try it. But yeah, you know, why wouldn't they, they say, you know what? We need to bring this girl back out because she, she did go viral, right? Like I'm just a nobody living in the suburbs that saw a random video of a nurse fainting. I'm not necessarily in the medical field like she is in different aspects, but it, it just sparked my interest and it's, I never, I've unfollowed many people on Instagram, but I never unfollowed her because it was like, huh, I wonder if this girl will ever appear. And so I'm sure there's lots of people like me in America and they, the they again, I know mm -hmm. your, your followers can't see me do air quotes. Cause I don't like you say, we, we know who they are, but we don't know who they are truly. Um, they have a narrative that they want to push out. They want people to get the shots, whatever they are. I mean, yeah, we saw that you're going to bring up the FDA stuff. I mean, there's a lot of movement going on behind the scenes. And with that type of money, why wouldn't they want to bring her back? I, I, I still don't think it does much. I really don't. I, I mean, the amount of damage for the people that have been paying attention, there's nothing that's erasing that for us. And the people that have held out at this point, at, th at this point, like Ebola could come running through America that's killing 98% of people proven. And I'd be like, well, let's see if I'm in the 2%, bring it on. So, I right. mean, there's just certain people at this point that are so galvanized and we're in our own bubbles. And, and the thing is, when I talk to people outside of it, some people won't talk at all. Some people got so angry at me and they're like, unfollowing, you're, you're a shill for big pharma. And I'm like, Okay. I was like, I'm not going to, I don't go with just the narrative as it is. And I feel like some people, I don't, I don't take you as this. This is why I asked you to be on because some, you, you were actually speaking coherently, but some people are like very, very, uh, 
one-sided on this issue and it's like if she's alive everything i believe is false and i'm like no 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 you can't go through life thinking that tiffany dover being alive in in your logic table erases the fact that we know that people are getting myocarditis pericarditis dropping dead playing soccer and then oops i'm dead like we can't erase that so whether or not one person is alive that doesn't take away from all the people in your community that mysteriously dropped dead weeks or months after taking this and yeah. you were told it's normal or the excess mortality in younger people or the absolute, like I said, that the host on, on MSNBC, Yasmin, that I was having that interview with, like I was telling her about all these possible issues and now she's running around telling people that she has the common cold. <laughs> and that's how she got it. So, I mean, none of this is erasing any of this for me. Um, I just, I think there's too much similarity and I don't see this late in the game what it does, or even if it does do like anything, the, the effect of it is going to be negligible at this point, for lack of better words, if Tiffany Dover is alive, dead, or somewhere in between, nothing is changing for anybody. So I I hope for the sake of the family and for the woman that it is definitely her. And I really do believe it's her. And I believe that she didn't know how to handle it. So when she did get the shot, she said that she knew the cameras were going to be there. They asked her to speak like she was, they were filming everybody and they just said, Hey, do you want to speak? And she was like, sure. And she said, I wanted to force my way through it, but I felt it coming on. So regardless, I honestly passing out at this point in the game is the best reaction I've heard. I've had, I've had friends, personal friends that I've, that I know and they're so indoctrinated. They worked at the hospital and the, the it's, it's, a, it's an absolute horror story. They worked at a hospital. Mm-hmm. They got the shot. Within 20 minutes, they, they thought that the person was having a stroke. They gave them a stroke code, did the whole nine. Then they said it might be a TIA, which is a trans-ischemic attack, that, which is like a precursor to a full-blown stroke. Then they went ICU, got the blood thinner just in case, the TPN. And now they're that, which comes with the possibility of bleeding out and dying, but it also at the, at that same point might've stopped the clotting that was occurring Uh because that, that, that's, that's all related. And they go, Oh, well, you know, it's all by chance. This poor girl ended up having autoimmune issues, rashes. And this was after the second shot. She had a first reaction to the first shot, but they're like, Oh, it's, it's, it's a benign reaction. It's just a rash. Second one basically sent her immune system into a full panic. Next thing is she's getting weird bacterial lung viruses. Next thing they, they roll out the boosters and, and she was told, I believe, I believe she took Moderna. She was told by doctors that if she didn't get this, now that she has this autoimmune issue out of nowhere, of course, that's not related, that she, mm-hmm. that she would possibly get COVID and really die. So she went and took the booster and I'm sitting here like, holy shit, you didn't take yeah. the booster. Like, are we not having conversations yet? You haven't learned. And it's like the bug flying into the blue light. Like they can't stop themselves. So she took it and then she was like, it's gotten worse. All my hair fell out in the shower. And I'm like, when are you going to realize that this is not a product that is going to help you? Then she got COVID and was fine. (laughs) And then they go, I'm not laughing. It's sad. It's very sad because I became very friendly with this woman. I ran into her at a protest where I was like, 
if you're going to fire us, you're going to fire us. If you're going to kick us out, I, I, I could, I always quote this it, because it's really, it's really bizarre. April 9th, 2021, we held our last protest in front of Max Public House, which we were opening in defiance of de Blasio and Cuomo. And it became like this big world story. And then they condemned the bar and you go to Rikers Island for like 90 days, no questions asked if you step foot inside. And we had that interview and I was, that was like the first time I was emceeing an interview and speaking out and not just being the person that was running the cameras that would send the footage to like Tucker Carlson and stuff. And I was like, I'm getting very public now. I have my own like show after work where I'd go on on Facebook Live and and do this thing called interpreting the news with John. And I would just rip everyone apart and drink a Coors Light. So now I'm sitting there in front of everybody. And by chance, the woman lived across the street in the apartment building and had her window open and was like, she came out with her N95 on. It was like, I work at the hospital too. I want to tell my story. So she tells her story. And of course, that day I said, wait until like the winter when they tell us we need papers to go into bars and they're going to arrest us. And all of that happened. And I'm not a psychic. I'm not a psychic. I'm just a regular dude who can put two and two together. She goes up. So of course, YouTube bans my speech because I said what was coming. And I got a strike for that. And then she goes up and they they put her in a box. What I mean by that, YouTube didn't like that she was talking about her reaction. However, mm -hmm. they couldn't, with their terms of service, tell her she's not allowed to talk about her reaction. So they paused the video. Like you would start the video and it would just do this. Like it would oh just rotate. And it did that for about 48 hours. And then they decided they couldn't take my account down over it and they had to leave it there. But it just awesome. shows the narrative and, and the control that we're going through. It's, it's, it's a yeah. really, really sick time in history. I agree with you. And just to like my finishing points on this is like money talks. Okay. Money is like, it, it talks. So like going back to Tiffany, I did listen to the Tiffany Dover's dead podcast, not all of it, but you know, I tried to get the most out of it. And if you listen to it, they've been trying to interview and find her for the last two years. And every time this journalist would reach out to them, she finally got a text from the family saying, we'll talk for money. Did you, did you listen to she, it? Yes, she did. I, I, I heard that mentioned and I did bring up if we're getting paid for this because people think we're getting paid for things and stuff like that. And she said she's not getting paid for anything. I could tell you, I don't have a penny to give to a guest right now. I'm an out of work CAT scan technologist who did some radio hosting, who's podcasting now. Will I come into money eventually? I always say the good Lord works his ways. <laughs> and like today I heard that I might be getting a lot of stuff. So like as you talk to people and you, you approach life carefree, things come together. But one thing I could tell you is I will never pay a guest. That is crazy. That's not a yeah. guest. That's not somebody trying to tell a story. I'll tell you this. I reached out to Caitlyn Jenner's people to come onto my podcast to talk about all the stuff that's been going on with sh school shootings, the trans community being uh, attacked or 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 what's been going on with drag queen story hour and how the whole entire movement has gone from gay rights to something completely different. I just wanted to say what better person to take yeah. somebody on. And I legitimately received an email back requesting $25,000.
And that's, that's from, her, from her people. I was like, oh, I don't pay guests $25,000. So if anything changes and they're like, well, due to their uh, exclusive Fox yeah. contract and, and other media duties right now, the going rate for Caitlin is $25,000. And I'm like, well, might as well not respond. Or maybe they didn't do any research. Like right. I'm a, I'm a newer podcast. We've only been on for a month and a half. And yes, we're, we're, we're gaining steam with every episode, but that's not, I'm never paying. I make that very clear. There's never going to be a time in my life that I pay for a guest to come on my show. And the crazy yeah. thing is I'm very open. And what I mean by that is I take people right off the internet because your opinion matters as much as anyone's opinion. So like, to have real people talk and speak and make a stance for themselves is something that so many people are not brave enough to do, which is why it's awesome you came on. And when you got here, you didn't just start playing porn and cursing to try to get me kicked off of different platforms. No, <laughs> no and I do appreciate that about you. And seriously, I don't know how you landed that interview then with Tiffany, um, because I, you're I, not NBC, right? You're I not will the tell you. I will tell you, I did it in front of everybody. I was literally probably three high noons in, in Florida. And I saw, I was like, the name came up and I'm like, who the hell is Tiffany Dover? That's the first, because it was the first post in my feed when I loaded Instagram. And oh. I'm like, the name sounds familiar. Why am I following this person? <laughs> and I clicked it and I'm like, holy shit, it's the dead nurse. She posted finally, OMG. And then I, I listened and it's like, I'm going to be on, I saw the glitch in the arm and I'm like, probably a TikTok thing, but that's a really bad thing to post given right. what's about to come her way. And then I was looking for the podcast and I didn't know it was an already a series that ran for, like you said, like two years. And yeah. I'm like, where's the interview with her? I had to find that. I listened to it the day before I actually interviewed her. And all I did was leave a comment and said, hey, you should try to interview with me. I mean, with talking about the buzzer shot from your end, end of the court. And I said, I sent you a DM. Then the next day, she never responded. And I wrote again, I sent you yeah. a DM and you never answered me. And all of a sudden, she answered me. And she was wow. like, let's do it. And I'm like, oh, my God. She doesn't know that I'm a person. <laughs> I, I was like, Angel, I'm like, she has no idea that I am not on her side of the game right. here. Like, I think that shot is straight up death poison. But okay, I'm going to play this very safely. Like, I didn't tell anyone I had the interview except a close couple friends. I told Kevin Peters from New York Freedom Rally. I told my buddy Nick, my buddy Nick literally came over to me the day she passed out. I was starting up an x-ray in the computer mm -hmm. and he goes, dude, it's already happening. This nurse just dropped dead on live television. And I'm like, oh, oh shit, she's fucking dead. <laughs> and that's, so I, I told him and he's like, no way. He's like, you're, you're interviewing a clone or something. And I was like, maybe, but we'll find out. And yeah, it was literally, I threw the ball she said, yes. And then I asked her, I said, you're brave to interview with me. And she said, I stalked you out a little bit, but I think why she chose to, when she read my DM yeah. was the fact that I had offered her the same thing in 2021. So mm -hmm. like you can see the, the list yeah. of, of, of stuff. So I said the same thing. I hope you're doing well. I hope you are alive. I hope you, and this was in 2020. Yeah. I'll read it to you. Why not? This was the original thing that I sent Tiffany. Hold on. Mm -mm -mm -mm. Yeah, and while you find that, I just I have to that. say, 
Yeah. Okay. No, no, no. Say, say. I hope, I really hope too that she's doing well. I'm against the vaccine for my own reasons, but I hope too that she's well and she's alive and she's with her family. Um, I, I'm not somebody It's like, I'm not wishing death on this girl at all. I just am like adding everything together and it doesn't make sense. Yeah. And, and, but again, if she came out with a different message, I would say there was more logic logic to say that it could be for gain for the pharmaceutical companies. But she came out and was like, you do you and you should still be able to work. And I believe in natural immunity and I'm not going to get the boost. Like if she was like, of course I'm boosted. And I, the only reason <laughs> I made it through COVID twice is because I get boosted every day. I'd be like, okay, she's out putting that message out. But she's like, my husband didn't get vaccinated either. So a, right. lot of people, a lot of people are saying like, well, why aren't her husband and her daughter coming out? And it's like, well, I do have to say that she probably has gone through a hard time with a exactly. lot of people calling. She said that there's people been in her driveway and she had to call the cops and all that. It's weird. There's a lot of weird stuff. Yes. Like when I simply, when I got fired because of the whole entire, there was this banner thing that I discussed in our interview that happened at the hospital while I was protesting. I had people start calling my house, my parents' house from around the nation. And they were like, I hope your son dies because he doesn't take the vaccine. Wow. And like three in the morning, four in the morning. I hope, I hope your son dies. He's the biggest piece of shit. And I don't even live there, like at right. the moment. I like, you know, like so I'm not the one answering the phone at that time. So there is a lot of stuff like I it's 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 bizarre. Yeah, it is bizarre. And it's also bizarre that she also, since coming back to social media, which we didn't even touch on, why did it take this many years? I know she quit her job, but she put a video saying, hi, everybody. Um, I had a makeover. I'm now blonde. I don't know if you caught it. Was that on TikTok? It was, I believe it was on, I don't know where it was, but it's gone. I can't find it anymore. And I saw it. I saw it with my own eyes. It was her, okay. the new her. And it's like, that's weird. Why would you come back to let yourself be known and be like, hi, I'm back. And I have a makeover. I'm blonde now. Like, that's weird. Why? That just adds to the suspicion. Hey, listen, I get it. And it's and not everyone's going to agree that she's who she is. But again, I don't think any of our opinions are changing. But people are are so angry that I even asked to interview her. Like, No, they, I'm not angry about that. It just... It seemed like because of your past and what you know, it's like, is this guy serious? Like, I, and I'm sorry, I'm not questioning your intelligence. No, question, question you know, me. That, that listen, all fair game, Angel. Trust me, okay. I've, 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 I've gone through quite a, a, a two years of these past two years. I could take <laughs> anything at this point. Yeah, it's just like, hello, like logically, this does not make sense, especially if you understand the human brain and how we are easily manipulated. I work with the brain. We, our brains can adapt to anything that we tell it to. So you tell a whole bunch of people this scenario and then bring it, and, and on my end, it doesn't make sense either. Yeah, why would she come back now? Except if you follow the money, then maybe there is a reason for her family or I don't know, or maybe because there's another narrative coming down the line. I don't know. I'll give you one. I'll give you the only logical thing I could come up with. Okay. If she did in fact die in December of 2020 mm -hmm. and the family took money and the hospital took money to cover it up and keep it all hidden. Yes. At some point 
they would, thought it would just fall out of the world and maybe it didn't fall out enough so they wanted her to show up to end it that's the only thing i could think because and i'm only saying because the family is not really showing up but then again the family might not want to be the daughter's young like would you want your daughter to be out in the world with all these people that are like your mom's dead bitch like there's, no. it's crazy so the husband is probably like i can't believe you fainted on live television and you've made our lives hell people come to our homes you were harassed at your job there's a million different ways it plays out but at mm -hmm. the end of it i again if they put money into this they're fucking idiots. And I mean, the pharmaceutical companies, there's just nothing there. It's the biggest waste. And this was my message on October 12th. That's when I did October 12th, 2021. <clears throat> hey, Tiffany, my name is John Matland. I'm a healthcare worker of 18 years, 15 as a registered radiolog radiology technologist. I recently, I, I can't speak. I need water. <laughs> I recently lost my job due to mandates and would like to discuss with you on perhaps an Instagram live session, your experience and stance on it and would love uh, love for you to end these rumors circulating about you, which I just left out that I was one of the people that like, I'm talking to a yeah. dead person because I'm trying to get her to come on the interview. Uh, and then, then prove me wrong, but it's not fair to have people say awful things. I would love for us to go live and have a conversation about things, all, about all things healthcare. Hope you're open to it. Please reach out. Hope you are well, John. And then I went back on April 10th this year and said, hey, worth a second try. would love to have you on my podcast. Would be interested. And then I wrote back uh, two days later after I DM'd her, uh, after I wrote, you didn't respond to my DM, I wrote, please answer. And I'm like, just like basically simping yeah. for an interview at this point because I'm like, who knows when she's going to disappear <laughs> from the interview uh, world. And she wrote back, apologies for a delayed response. My inbox is exploding upon posting. I'm a supporter of my fellow healthcare worker. What do you have in mind? So I said, blah, blah, blah. Basically, we're just going to have a conversation. And then finally, she wrote back that uh, that it is. I said, well, let's see how so you can understand why she said that it is. Um, I said, man, people are so uneasy about you being back in the spotlight. By the way, your comment section is popping. We will clear a lot of things up if we podcast together. And she said that it is. Let's pick a date. And then we just picked a date. And she said, like, there was one day she couldn't do. Uh, there was one day that she was like can we do it another day and i was like no because i'm traveling back up the east coast i'm leaving florida has to be thursday or friday so she's like i have something to do thursday she's like i have lunch with uh every, my my alleged doppelganger uh amber on friday but i'll <laughs> come home early and we'll we, we can do it and that day she even had in her story the picture of her and amber or that was no, I'm sorry. That was the next. That was the next day. So whatever the case is, if this was a fake, they would have to be a lot of moving parts. And I get that people, and now more than ever, that people are skeptical because we've we've gone through the biggest psyop of of history yes. on such a major scale. And yeah, I mean, I, I get the skeptical approach, but for me, logically, it doesn't match up. Uh, so I'm going to be in Camp Dover is alive and it changes nothing. That's that's where I stand. And I respect <laughs> anyone else that has a different opinion about it. Because, again, at the end, I'm not going to fight people on it because it doesn't change anything. I think that more than anything, people maybe just stop harassing her or the person acting like her, if that was the case, because it doesn't change anything. Just 
there's thousands and th millions of people at this point that have had horrible things happen from this vaccine. Let's focus on those ones that are out there saying like, hey, I can't walk seven minutes anymore since taking the vaccine or, hey, I'm I, I'm dying because I have aggressive cancer that has gone into overdrive right. out of nowhere. Let's focus on the people that actually are dead and we know they're dead. And let's but hold they won't focus. They won't focus on those people. Then you and I know that they will never focus on those people. That's why right. Tiffany is a perfect candidate to focus that you don't die from these things. There's no long term effects. Look, she's healthy now. She's giving interviews and she might even take another booster. Well. I think that's all bullshit. And if anyone's fooled by that, I don't think that they're, they're really in this fight. They won't. And by they, I mean, the, we, the people, a good majority of us won't focus on it. And it's very sad. It's absolutely, yeah. it's sad to see that so many people, like I had people go, why don't you just take it when it, when it finally, like, I have a trillion reasons as to why I won't t just take it. Are you out of your, are you out of your bird? And then they're like, well, why did you stand in front of the garbage trucks? And you said, if, if they can't work, you can't work. And I'm like, well, people were forced to take it. And some of those people died of heart attacks weeks later. And everyone was like, when are you going to focus on reality? If it's not now, like, if not now, when, because yeah. as they keep saying, well, or as Bill Gates will say, or Biden, when the second pandemic comes, I like ice cream or Bill Gates. Well, he's dead. So uh, Jeffrey Epstein, <laughs> like it's now, it's now or never. That's where I'm at. So I think people need to focus and to tie this all up. We're going to go into the fact that the FDA took away the original. What do they call it now? They call it the, the mono monovalent. Yeah, monovalent. Yeah. Very, yeah, shot. Yeah. The original one. So to get the bivalent booster, you still, the, the need was to still take the first two of the series that focused on the spike that didn't exist anymore. Just to get the third one, or in some people's cases, the fifth one, which had still the original spike that doesn't exist anymore. The mm -hmm. new spike that has already mutated. So you're just giving yourself the most deadliest part of this virus without any of the parts of the virus, which is why you can still get it because the virus is made up of more than just a fucking spike. And people are now all of a sudden, all of a sudden right now, now you only just need one shot and it's just the bivalent that has none of the spikes that are circulating. Holy shit. I know. And again, the thing that I brought up, and I don't know if you know this, in 2021, when they got approved, air quotes, and they were like, Pfizer is approved and ready for use. They never made the Comer Natty at that point. I don't know if they still make, I don't think they've ever made it. And at that point, we ran into the fact that the FDA gave them this approval pending mm -hmm. that they satisfy tests for, mono, uh, for uh, myocarditis, pericarditis, in different age groups, all different things, uh, down to reproduction, uh, cancer, everything had to still be satisfied, which came through in 25, 26, 2027. And now they don't need it to be licensed or, or approved because it's off the market. So I guess all those tests are just thrown in the shredder and everything's covered up. It's disgusting. It doesn't, again, it doesn't make sense. And again, how much money are they making off of these, the new ones? Well, now, and, and definitely by, I guess, May 11th, they were saying that they're going to like 
quadruple the prices or something like that because it's not going to be covered by the government. So it's going to be over a hundred something a shot. And it takes like $3 to make the shot. Wow. I didn't know that. Something along those lines. I mean, my math could be a little off. I, I, again, I I make mistakes. And right now I don't have a, a plethora of information in front of me, but the, the markup from where they were charging the government is drastic and the markup from the actual price of the shot. So if this is about safety and it's about your health and your community, why are you trying to make sure your stock price still goes up? And they even said it, they're worried about what this means for the $103 billion that Pfizer made and all that. It's all a scheme. It's all a scheme. And it's, I know. And it's more behind the scheme than money. It's, it's what the end goal is and how they can control. So it's all these private companies working with public companies. It's a fascist system of controlling the people. It's, mm-hmm. we are living in a disastrous time. I know. And I, what I find crazy out of all of that are all the people who are pro COVID-19 vaccine who will just be like, yeah, and just another shot and go get these newer ones and don't even question any of this. That's the part that I just never can understand. And they still get COVID. I, I know they've but had the- COVID more than I've had. They say they and they all say it could have been worse. And I'm like, I've had and granted my first my first COVID experience, I was I had I felt like shit for two days. I really did. I felt like I had the flu. Mm -hmm. And then I went on living life. And then my second COVID time, I was like, I my my I had same symptom the two times I had my eyes hurt. Like I felt Mm -hmm. like I had a pain in my eye, both Mm -hmm. eyes. So the second I said, I kind of feel like I have that pain in my eye and I have a low grade fever. I might have it again. So I did one of the little home tests we had laying around just, just for my own benefit of knowing nothing's going to change. Like nothing in my life is changing at all. And I, and I did have it. So I'm like, okay, so what did I do? I went and said, why would I get it again in exactly like five months? Why? Mm -hmm. And I looked it up and I said, if you take ivermectin when you have COVID, what happens? And there is a study, it's in NIH somewhere, and it said the same exact thing, that if you take ivermectin when you have COVID, your serum conversion of antibodies is not as productive as if you don't take it. Why? Because ivermectin works. It's Mm -hmm. clear it works because otherwise you would make more antibodies, but it's killing the virus. So you have a shitty response to it. Thus, I got it quicker than I should have. It should have been longer. Uh, but yeah, here we are. I think I had it also four weeks ago, but I didn't test. No. I just you just you're it. used to it now. <laughs> I just went on living life. Literally, I was just like, all right, it could be allergies or it could be COVID. It's but just I- like, yeah, yeah. It's just like at the flu and the cold. We just have to keep on living. There's going to be new strains. We can't get vaccines for every new strain. Oh, yeah. but they will because that's a great way to make a business model. Uh, yeah, it, it really is. And so, yeah, so I, I just want the general public to think about this and actually process the fact that if these reports that were tracking the original COVID uh, vaccines that billions of people basically took around the world don't get processed, you're never going to find out what it is. So when you get that mysterious illness in five mm-hmm. to 10 to 15 years, it could have been tracked, but it's not. So, I mean, maybe the FDA is still going to make them finish that. Maybe. But you know what the problem is with the FDA? 
their salary is majority paid by Pfizer and they go back and forth from the board of the FDA to Pfizer and such and such. So it's like this paradigm of we pay you, we are you, and you say what we say because we are one. And yeah, no one knows correct. that. Yeah. I think a lot of people who think logically and question the narrative, we think of those things. And it's just crazy. You know, a lot of people just don't think that way. Yeah. Well, they're, they're eventually going to. I, I mean, the, the bivalent booster numbers were dismal. So even the people in the, in the uh, let's get boosted mafia are like, let's not just say we did mafia. Yeah, uh -huh. Because when, when, they, when no one really showed up for that, and again, tested on eight lab rats, I believe it was. That was the test. And they go, well, you have doctors on there like, well, it's based on the original technology, which we deemed as safe. So it's still safe. And it's like your original technology was based on a hypothesis that failed miserably in every facet known to man. So you mean it's the same shit, but two spikes? I don't yeah. know what the I, very, very dopey. It was very dopey. And after the rollout, the people that did get the booster, there was a very big uptick of people dropping dead at the same time as suddenly died came out. And that was like, that was at the same time that people were getting the booster. And everyone was like, wonder why all these people are dying. And I'm like, cause a, they boosted and B it's two spikes more that they mm -hmm. two, I guess two is better than one. So what's the next one? When's the trivalent coming out or the yeah. valent? And yeah, it's never ending. We know that. Well, yeah. thank you, Angel, for joining. Um, yeah. ver very brave, and you were awesome. So I don't know if you, you've done broadcasting before, but you could definitely feel free to do it more often because you're great <laughs> at it. Yeah, I have been on a podcast before. Um, I just honestly, I'm like you. We should have conversations and hear other people's point of views, even if we disagree. And um, yeah, then then go about our life and not hate each other. Just live our lives. Leave us alone. Let us do what we want to do. And you do what you want to do. Yeah, I'm trying to actually get RFK Jr. on here, but we'll see how that goes. Oh, my gosh. I mean, again, yes. you like I've interviewed people where I'm like, there's no way I'm ever going to get this person. And that's like on my older shows and stuff. And I've talked to a lot of people. And you know, like when I had Robert Malone on, that was like my second episode my first yeah. episode something like that That's like amazing. yeah like it, Tiffany Dover hello well that maybe uh, al alleg allegedly uh but yeah I mean you, you don't know if you don't try and yeah it's I just I I'll try see what happens okay you go from there but thank well, you for good joining luck. us all right have a great one all right I'll see you later bye and for everyone else um there is uh of course the shop and that is www.sonsanddaughtersofliberty.world use promo code podcast and get 17.76% off your purchase of sons and daughters of liberty gear from flags hoodies t-shirts we got it all swing by grab it rep that shit and i will see you tomorrow here on Sons and Daughters of Liberty Radio. This is the Patriot Panel.